Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name is Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Project Sports. My name is Tim Doyle, and we have a special guest on the show. Brandon, welcome back to the show, man. Seavos, how's it going? It's going Thanks for good. having me. Hey, what can I, I say? To be back. Yeah, just you know, just gonna talk a little bit about NFL, EPL, Champions League. You know, talk a little post Turkey Day football. Get into the matchups of yesterday: the Lions and Texans, Cowboys, Washington football team. What can I say? It's gonna be a great day. So first, I mean, we, we got to talk about something that happened in Utah, either quite hilarious or aliens are trying to kill us. But the monolith they found in Utah in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I mean, at first I got a little excited. I was like, oh, look, they found this this object that's just out there in the middle of the desert. It's this big silver thing looks really alien looking. But I mean, as they got closer to it, you can kind of tell a little bit. There was looks like there was some screw holes in the side. And then on the bottom, looks like they had a little saw. And they were cutting out the earth a little bit to place that thing in there. But people were all over it. I don't know if you looked this up. But there, people were all over that thing. They were taking maps and images of overviews of Google Earth. And they were lining it up through uh, different uh, dates. So in like 2015, it wasn't there. And they could see like the shadow it cast in like the middle of the... Uh, the cavern or the canyon or whatever it was in. And then in 2016, it was there, and they're trying to, like, pinpoint the exact date. But it's kind of funny. A whole bunch of people went out there, regardless of the government said stay away, obviously, because they want to find out everything first. But, yeah, I thought it was interesting. What were your thoughts on it when you first heard? I mean, I definitely looked at it, and I also saw the screw holes. So it looks like a human did it. I mean, our hope can be that it was aliens or someone from a different planet. But To I mean, make the story cooler, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Deep in the... The thought there, but I don't know. I mean, it just seems like someone pulling a prank, and especially like in Utah, there's so much open land that you just it's really hard to know who did it and when it was put there. But it definitely looks like a human did it, yeah. Honestly, I mean, they, why would an alien put something so useless there? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and I think the people that were dating it back from the, the scans up above, I think that's hilarious because if it has been there since 2015, that's quite impressive. Or 2016 time frame, I mean, four or five years, no one saw that thing. I mean, there's a lot of people on earth. There's a lot of people in Utah. I mean, or someone saw it and they just were like, okay, that's just weird. We're just going to just keep yeah. going. Yeah. If I was in the woods, I mean, I probably would report <laughs> it in the woods. So if I was in the middle of a canyon like that and I saw that and I'd be like, I'm mm, not going near that thing. That doesn't look nice. <laughs> I'm out. Was there supposed to be a monument around here during our hike? Probably not. <laughs> you know? But yeah, it was pretty funny. Pretty funny prank. It, it seems like a prank so far. Unless they try to open the thing and then it just zaps people or something. As I heard something funny on Twitter. It was I read it, it said it was uh, the Earth's USB port or USB memory <laughs> stick. And if you pull it out, and it just erases the entire Earth's history. So we shouldn't touch it. Just keep it there. But, of course, we heard all the uh, the normal things. Oh, the government. Yeah, don't go near it. Don't go traveling over there. There's trekkers. You'll get hurt if you try to trek out there on the on the trail. Typical US I mean, government. Yeah, it's pretty far away, though, from... from civilization to yeah. be honest they put up on the news screen say yeah it's illegal to put you know art formations on you know these types of lands it's like come on can we just have fun with this without you know blasting rules in our face but whatever here and we are has to do that you know yeah that's their, their job yeah it's their job they gotta they gotta stay on top of things i mean <laughs> you probably just shouldn't go near it without your mask on as long as you got your mask on you can go up to it it's fine especially outside don't be don't be playing that game all right so let's get into thanksgiving day football matchups that we had Oh, first game we got is the Lions and the Texans. Um, yeah, 
two weeks in a row now, Deshaun Watson. You want to correct me, or you like it? <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Go ahead, go ahead. It's how you want it, you know? It's uh, no problem so, for me. <laughs> Deshaun, yeah. So I'll just call him cool. Watson, because, I mean, everyone yeah. comments on it. You're not the only person who does, but whatever. Deshaun. If Desha- everyone hears it, it's just Deshaun. It's I know just it's Deshaun. Deshaun. So Deshaun is through four <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> lit, up, lit up the secondary, which they did to the Patriots last week as well. Threw for 318 yards, 17 for 25. He had a, he had a week. I mean, he's a good player. He's, you know, going against a Lions defense at... Very lackluster. Both teams are now four and seven. Um, <laughs> but pretty much trash. Unfortunately, in a great division. <laughs> yeah, so it just doesn't matter. You know, these teams are both Absolutely. trash. You know, they're, they're they uh, missed the wild card by a mile already. Yeah. Ten games in. So and good poor, luck. Poor Matthew Stafford. We were talking about it yesterday while we were watching the game. It's just like, yeah. This dude just gets screwed with all these bad teams. Year after hey, year. Hey, but you, no, come on. Stable come on. quarterback. You have to give him some credit. Yeah, like stable stays. quarterback because he stays. He's he's resilient. He's trying to find a way to win. But, I mean, sooner or later, <laughs> you'll end up like Philip Rivers and being on a team for 15 years and winning jack squat and have to go to the Indianapolis Colts, you know, and, you know, not even play well, and then your team starts doing good. So <laughs> it's just weird. I mean, it's pretty sad. I mean, he, but the Detroit Lions are a great representation of Detroit, the city itself. So it's okay if they're doing bad because so is the city. That's true. Yeah, it's, sorry it's if you're good, from Detroit, but it's just the truth. It's the truth. You know, your city's not doing well. Team's not going to play well. It's just how it is. Exactly. City does well. Yeah. Your team will probably play well. Seattle and Boston are doing all right. They have good teams. Well, we won't talk about Boston <laughs> at the moment, but <laughs> Seattle's oh, doing all right. Gosh, we can go right into the Patriots. That's not a problem. Uh, also, no, no, no. We got to get to the Washington Football Team and the Dallas okay. Cowboys. Okay. The more interesting matchup. Obviously, both of us are pretty excited that the Cowboys only put up 16 points and the Washington Football Team destroyed Was- them. Absolutely a great day for the NFC East and every Eagles fan um, on earth. And Giants fans, I'm sure they're equally happy with this result. No one likes the Cowboys and pretty much the rest of the NFL. So, yeah, America's so, team took a big L. But, but, I love it. You know, let, let me let me walk you through this, though, real quick. I'm just going to name the quarterbacks and their stats, right? You know, Washington football team threw up 41 points, right? All right, I'll give you a stat line first. You got 215 yards, a touchdown, interception. And here's the other one, 149 yards only. And one touchdown, one interception. So same touchdown and interception ratio. One's 149 yards, one's 215. Both pretty shitty, you know? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, which one was which? Well, the winning football team that had the 41 points was 149 yards. You know what? Alex Smith. Or, you know, everyone's going to give Alex Smith praise because he won. You know, he's managing the football team as they won the game. But really, the story here is the three touchdowns, 115 yards from Antonio Gibson, the new rookie quarterback. He is quite impressive. Good, good young back, uh, and he seems to be doing well. He was predicted even before the season to have a good, good year as he was coming in. And yeah, he destroyed the Dallas Cowboys single handedly. Really didn't take much, Cowboys. He really just rolled over, you know? And that moved the Washington football team right to the top of the NFC East. It did. So now they are winning the division. Hey, they have the same record as the Texans, so the Texans really aren't doing that bad, huh? No, no, no. They're not doing that bad. But. Eagles still suck too. All those teams in that division suck. So it's it's the worst. Yeah, it's the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst division. It's the, you can't say more. It's horrible. Yeah. So uh, what's going on in Ravens world? Because the Ravens seem to having massive COVID issues and can't even get a game going. They got their game was supposed to be well, it was on Thanksgiving. Now I got to push Correct. back to Sunday night football, which is still a good spot for them. And they just sent more players home yesterday, or more papers. Sorry, not home because everyone's out of the facility, but. They had more players test positive. I mean, what, what is this organization doing? You know, 
Well, I mean, after all the other teams and everyone seems to have gotten their lives together over the past few weeks, but I mean, is it impossible to stop COVID from coming in? Because obviously people have to live their lives at the same time as following these rules. This is Did why... you see that um, Lamar Jackson tested positive also? So they're going to play this game without Lamar Jackson. I mean, it's going to be an easy win for the Steelers because they're taking one of the best players out of the game. This is just, I mean, I, I'm not a fan of either team, but it's just so unfair to see these teams play without their starting players. It's just like going up against a college team. Oh, I, it's, I guess I would rephrase rephrase the word unfair. It's not. It is fair because it's by the rules unfair. of what they put in place. Everyone agreed to play the season, so therefore, if you have COVID, you can't play in the game, right? Correct. We all we all signed up for it. Now, whether it's a good contest and you know fun for us viewers at the home and a, to watch, that's a different story. I mean, yeah, you have a chance to have a really good matchup between the Steelers and Ravens here and. The best one of the best players on the team is not going to be able to play, if not the best player on the field. So, my opinion, just it just ruins it. That's why I wanted to go to more of a bubble or some sort of multi-bubble idea. But yeah, they're not going to do it. I don't think they're going to do it, and they're just going to keep on rolling. And this is the product you're going to get. And I think it's weird because, like in the NBA, I felt like it was very hard to win the NBA championship with their bubble. I thought it was very impressive how long the season dragged out. Uh, But for the NFL, it's kind of lost its. It's mojo a bit. I'm still enjoying this season, but there's just some things I mean, that are you, missing. Do you think the Steelers, like just for example, say they go undefeated, they win the Super Bowl. Who knows? I'm just like giving like hypotheticals here. Yeah, very. Do you hypothetical. think it's something to say again? <laughs> very hypothetical. <laughs> no, but I mean, do you think, especially like when they when they get to play these teams, and then all these players keep going down with COVID, and then they're not playing like real teams that are they're supposed to be playing against? Do you think it's like a credible? undefeated season if they win i mean it's i mean it's the only reason why i say would say it was credible because a lot of people at first be like no it's not credible you know it's a wacky season people aren't prepared but now at points i do look at it and go well this was the rules that were presented and would obviously would make things it makes things very difficult for teams to win now would be my position you have to put an asterisk next to this if they win yeah but is it a good asterisk or or a bad asterisk why would you why why would you constitute it as a bad asterisk for it though i would constitute it as bad because the season is just i don't know it's it's just weird it just nothing's adding up here's how i look at it right you have a normal season you know normal seasons have obstacles in it right you just you know throw them out there throughout the season this one has a lot more obstacles you had obstacles in the beginning of the year and all throughout the beginning of the year, and now it looks like towards the middle of the year. You just more and more, you have more than normal. So that's why I say it's impressive and an asterisk for good reasons. Same why, same reason why I said the NBA, I thought it was, you know, a really good, well-done job. The only the teams that had resiliency would win that championship, and the Lakers seemed to have that resiliency, and they won. Yeah. And it's even harder in the NFL. I mean, you're, they went into the season without even prepping. No preseason no, no, uh, not a lot of practice, not a lot of continuity. A lot of people changed teams. It was a huge shift in the NFL this year with quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers going all different places, trades, free agents moving. And it just, the whole landscape of the league changed. And here it is. Here's all these obstacles. Now you have to overcome. Now, I do understand your side of it too, though. I get it. It's like, you know, but, you know, if not having the best of the best out there, competing at the highest level is the, the part where I'm like, all right, my ears are open. I understand that part to it. But it's still impressive. It's just in its own way. You, you see what I'm saying? So yeah, I, yeah, I, I know I'm trying to play the fence here. I get it. I'm trying to play the fence, but whatever. I'm over on the other side of the fence, just upset. Yeah. Yeah. Just my upset. Eagles are 3 6 and 1. The season's over. Who are you guys playing this week? You, you even know? I don't even, 
I don't even know. No, you guys are playing. You guys are playing the Seahawks. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Just take the L already. That's a bad. Hey. That's a bad matchup for you. You guys are gonna get squashed. Yeah, I mean, you can just project the next, the whole rest of the season. L L L Dallas Cowboys. Of course, we're gonna win the game because they are really horrible. L L L L. Yeah. Yeah. You want them to go to the uh, the backup. That kid Jalen um, hurts. Oh, this, would, this would be so great. Yeah. I mean, I like Carson Wentz, but. It's over. His time is over. He just is. He, I mean, he put on a glove the last game I watched, and I was like, oh, God. Here Talk we go. about You're obstacles. That team is in shambles. It's, it's more than shambles. Yeah. They can't, even, they can't even see the finish line. So, yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, there's a couple good matchups this week, but not too many. I mean, you got the Patriots and Cardinals again, Cam Newton and uh, Kyler Murray, but we'll see how that goes. Oh. Oh, we were going to talk about the Patriots. I forgot. Oh, I mean, go, you want to go ahead? Go ahead. No, no. I just no. Like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not here to talk smack. But I mean, what is your take on how they're playing now without Tom Brady? And they, of course, they still have Bill Belichick. But do you do you think Tom Brady was just like such a force to be reckoned with and such a good player that he really put the Patriots over the limit for the last I don't know what twenty years? I guess it is. Listen, my response to this would be as expected. I mean, if any franchise, if any any great player that leaves an organization, you're going to have a hole, and it's going to hurt. Okay, just like when Bill leaves, it's probably going to be even worse because now you got two major pieces that left. But Brady, obviously, being the ultimate key difference to when they started, from when they first started uh, winning to their previous years of losing, you know, it, it shifted the entire mindset of the Patriots organization. I, I just think but, that I just think that the Patriots, you know, are going to take time. Just like with all good things, it's going to take time for them to recover and stabilize themselves. They have a lot of good leaders on that team still, and they drafted a lot of young talent. We'll see where it goes from here. I mean, but I definitely need to make a statement that a lot of these Patriots fans are being exposed to losing, and I think they are very, they do not like it one bit. I think it's very hard for them, some of them, to swallow. It is. Do you know any of these fans? <laughs> I do. I do know some of these fans. And no, I mean you're from the area, so of course. Yeah, I'm gonna I mean, ask I you. Like it, people are probably really disgruntled because it's hard to see your team lose when it's been. It's just, just a winning franchise. I mean, it's just the last twenty years. Like they, they've just won. Yeah, like, I, I, pretty much you're getting weird. You know, weird yeah. uh, reactions from people from all over. Whether you know, I'm just focusing on Brady down in Tampa. You know, I don't even care about the Patriots or. Man, it really sucks. I don't even want to watch the Patriots right now. It's just depressing seeing them lose. And then you do have some really good fans, which I would call good fans, are the ones who are like, you know what? They're they're playing they're playing hard, and I see improvement from week to week. Not being delusional and saying that they're playing amazing, but just like people who are just like, whatever. This is the team now. We got to move on, and we're gonna just have fun and watch them every Sunday. So there's a whole so mix of people doing different things or reacting different ways. The question I do have for you, though, is do you think you can rule them out of the 2020-2021 playoffs? No, not until they're mathematically out. It just is what uh, it is. Especially when they added, even do four, uh, what is it? It's 16 teams are making the playoffs this year. That's four more than last year. So they increased it this year. So we'll see what happens. Can't until they're mathematically out. It's just, yeah, you got to keep going. If there's an opportunity in a window, Got to keep going. Now, do I think they'll be a successful playoff team? Probably not. They just don't have what it takes. Like, ultimately, to win the Super Bowl, they're not a Super Bowl team. They're not even one of those wild card teams where you're like, oh, hey, they can move here or they can hit a streak here. I just... But I don't you, think you Cam can't, Newton has you, you been can't, playing bad. You can't... No, there are things... Yes, Cam Newton has been playing bad. You can't... Sometimes no. you just can't fix when Cam Newton tries to throw a little ball, dunk over the top, and he just gets it batted down, especially in the Texas game when J.J. Watt, like, batted four passes down to the ground. 
because Cam either doesn't know what he's doing or he's getting skittish, and you just can't change those things. I don't think Cam's playing the greatest. He has moments where he plays well, and then he has other moments where he doesn't. He's got good. So do you think it was a mistake signing Cam Newton? Was it a mistake? Oh, absolutely not. A million bucks? I would sign Cam Newton. Are you kidding me? A million dollars is the deal. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, man, come play with us for a year for a million dollars. Most quarterbacks are making okay, like then, over $10 million a year in the NFL. Okay, then, no, no, then the question is, is that who is the quarterback solution for the Patriots? Uh, the draft. That's the solution. Moving forward. I think it's the draft. Letting it go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you want, I mean, what? here's how I look at it. You suck at tight end. You suck at wide receiver. Your defense is kind of unknown. Some of your older players on the team are, are, are really up there. And what's the point? What do you make it like? If you could make a trade for a you know a well-versed quarterback to come in and step in for the next couple of years, that means that you have the pieces in place to win right now. All those positions are pretty much terrible. So no, what, are you, no, what are you doing I, it for? I, I have what, are you, to, what are you doing it for? Nothing. I have to disagree. It. I have to disagree because you know, like the whole time Tom Brady, oh, excuse me, Tom Brady played for the Patriots, he had like no-name receivers. So I think it's I think under the system that they run, I think it's really possible. I just think they need to really. I don't. How do I say like? Someone to really command the team and command the offense and follow them, and I think that's what Tom Brady did. So I don't, I don't think it matters who the pay, who the the running backs are, who the receivers are, because yeah, like Tom Brady put all those receivers on the map. Like what happened to Wes Welker when he went to the Broncos? He still played really well. Yeah, okay, but he wasn't talked about like when he was talked about on the Patriots. That's because he was he also off. he was he was in an offense that had lots of good. He had Demarius Thomas and a couple other studs on that team at the same time. He was he was a piece. Yeah, he, he might have not the premiership. And Brady works well who, with slot receivers. He always has his entire career. Wes Welker yeah, is still a good yeah. player. So uh, for me, it, th there's no there's no reason to bring in some guy who just knows the system because the system at the end of the day can work. Jimmy but, G. Yeah, but who? I mean, Jimmy G can come in. I mean, he we can replace him. But you know that talent can only go so far. I think has its limits. I think we've kind of seen that, especially with Jimmy. But Jimmy needs pieces around. What him. He had a really good defense. He had a good offensive line. He had, he had great wide receivers, good running backs. I mean, what, Boston is in shambles right now with this team. They're they're not they're not well versed. I mean, I mean what, so, what do you want so to say? Guess, no, no, I know. But what I'm trying to get at is like, if do you think if Brady stayed another year and say we, there was no like spat with Bill Belichick that the team would have also been a winning team at this moment in the season? I'd say maybe one or two games more they would have won. That's it. That's it. Only one or two games. That's it. The separation, the team, the team is is that bad. It's not like he was struggling at the end of last year to keep up with the wide receivers, the young wide receivers, and having connection with Nikhil Harry and Jacoby Myers and Bird and all them. Like you just was having a tough time with that offense. You, you, nothing's really changed, you know. And the the talent that uh, Tom Brady's showing in Tampa. How do you feel about this? I mean, just I mean, I'm asking you these questions just it's like up, as a it's, Patriots fan. I mean, yeah, it's up. It's you know, up. Like, and I mean, I mean, I'm gonna look at it objectively, but it's up, it's up and down. I mean, he plays great some weeks. It's it's kind of a clown show. I mean, the the between the coach, the players, sometimes they play super well and they look like a well-oiled machine, and then other times they just don't play well together. I mean, at the end of the day, the Buccaneers are still they're seven and four. I mean, if okay, let's put it this way. I'll tell you right now, if Belichick was down there coaching that team, they'd probably be probably have two more wins. We have probably ten and two. I would say at this point in the season. If with Belichick, you think he's such a like a game changer? Like nine and two, my bad, because they're only seven and four right now. But yeah, oh, absolutely, well coached. No, don't make mistakes. There's a, there's a few okay. games where the Buccaneers 
made massive, massive. Ma- you realize that the Patriots in the first was it three or four games of the season. They had their first penalty in like the third game of the season. Third game of the season. That's the type of coaching you're dealing with. Whereas Bruce Arians is said to be like a more of a player's coach, more like uh, your guy down in Seattle. What's his name? Uh, Pete Carroll. He's more like Pete Carroll. He, he, well, I have nothing to do with Seattle, no relationship. It doesn't there. matter, yeah, except for you were born and raised there, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but anyway, all I'm doing is trying to connect that to what kind of coach Bruce Arians is and the reason why yeah. those things are developing. But, it, I mean, if you – but one second. If you look at the Buccaneers' schedule, these losses have been – okay, there was one blowout. Okay, that's automatic. You just dropped it down. That was always going to be a loss. But there's a lot of close games that they did lose. So I can't look at it and be like, oh, they're a horrible team. Like I think they could go far in the playoffs. Now when I say they're going to win a Super Bowl, that's just like really far fetched. Really, yes, really far fetched. But that's supposed to be the idea. It's either win or bust. I mean, that's the idea. Uh, it's to win the Super Bowl for them. That's what Brady wanted. He doesn't got time left. You know, it's not like you can go, hey, I got five or six years. Let's build something great. It's now. That's why you chose to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's what your thought process had to be. And do you think he wins? Um, right now, I no, I don't. I think that they show flashes of greatness, and I needed to see it more consistently. Now, let's say they go in December, right? Uh, this week, uh, moving forward, and they start to turn turn the notches up, and they start to clean up their game, and you know they have a, a product that's just consistent. Because I'm only looking for consistency because the Buccaneers' offense puts up a lot of points. You know, they've had a, a bunch of games where they put up over 30 points. That's consistency. But then they've had games where they've dropped off and then their defense gives up. Sometimes they play well. Sometimes they don't. I don't like I don't like going for teams like that. But like I said, you go into December, you play well. Convince me that you're going to be consistent, win close football games, Yeah, going to the playoffs. I know it's again, it sounds like I'm standing on the fence, but I don't want to, you know, you got steamrolled by the, the Saints twice, you know. And I know I know you might not have that problem going forward because Drew Brees, you know, broke all his ribs in his body. But at the, at the same time, it's it's something to be you're had. You're ruthless. <laughs> but it's something to be had. Is you know you're going to go up against a good team, and yeah, you know week one of the playoffs in the wild card, you're going to play great, right? What happens next week? What happens in the you know the the NFC Championship game? What happens in the Super Bowl? When do you fold? Because we're just waiting for it. Because we've seen play well, play well, suck. Play well, play well, suck. You know what I'm saying? You know if I if I had to be honest with you here, I think. The Buccaneers making it out of the NFC would probably be the easiest feat for them if you were looking versus the AFC. I think they they have a way easier route to the Super Bowl than any other team. I'll tell you right now, hey, no easy route right now because they added more teams to the playoffs. No, I think it's I know if you if if I'm comparing to the teams in the the AFC, let the Buccaneers get paired up with someone from the NFC East. That's a free win. (laughs) That's automatic win. You know, like the Packers might play good. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like, they have a good route. I mean, okay, the NFC West is a little bit... If I had to choose a team that would go to the Super Bowl, it's someone from the NFC West. But you never know. Yeah. And maybe it's just... I also like to... For the the Patriots and all, and for Brady and all, I like to say uh, time. You know, good things take time. So that's why towards... That's why I say December. You have to be patient with both of these clubs. You know, as far as the Buccaneers, give them time to run the organization and play well. I mean, they're... Bruce Arians and Brady have only been working together less than less than a year, less than a year. You're talking last January. He was he was uh, yep, that's where he was in the New England franchise, and now look where he is. He's with the Buccaneers almost, well, just about over halfway through the season. No, more than halfway over through the season, going into December. So you're asking a lot from both sides of one losing a major piece and then the other one gaining a major piece in their franchise. 
So that's why I say you can't sleep on either team going to the playoffs. We just have to see how consistent they both are going towards that. They both have the capabilities. What people don't like to understand is that they think that, oh, one's going to lose and one's going to win or both are going to lose and they're both terrible without each other. Well, let's just wait, be patient. Let's see how it plays out because this back and forth, can it'd be fun to talk about and break it down and see who's winning, who's losing that week. But for me, patience always wins. That's just how it is. Yeah, that's right. Let's that's talk right. about let's talk about your trash Eagles going against the Seahawks, right? Jeez. Oh, good night, yeah. Jalen Hurts. You don't even need to watch Bring the in. game. Bring him in. <laughs> no, you if the Eagles even perform. I mean, you know, I don't know, but they've been performing quite well against good teams. Like no, they no. came close to beating the Ravens. I'm so. just kidding. No one wants to talk about the the Eagles, man. Nobody. Hey, Nobody. hey, all the Eagle fans out there, I feel you. I'd rather talk hey. about the Eagles fans than the Cowboys because Cowboys are just unbearable as usual. Remember, you remember the beginning of this year again? You remember? Oh my gosh. It's just it's always the same. It's always the same. We're going to do year. so great this year, blah, blah, blah. No, it's no. like, yeah, we'll see. Doyle, Doyle, I promise, is Ricks. Oh, I promise. I promise, man. We, we got the team this year. I've been, I've been watching this guy and this guy offensive line. I, I like the kids who name people on the offensive, defensive line, the pass rush. And it's just like, guys, just stop. The Cowboys are trash. Change the owner. Like, that's what you need to do. This guy's a micromanager. He's all up in your grill all the time. That's why your team stinks. Hey, he does his best. He has a, uh, has a lot of money. Yeah, he does his best. America's team. Yeah, let's just go back to, the, you know, the 90s and 80s, okay? We'll find some <laughs> semblance of a team there. It's been a long time. I don't know. It's oh, a lot gosh, of excuses for a lot of years. The yeah. Cowboys. The Cowboys. I, I, they need help. They need help. <laughs> All right, need help. let's let's get off this. Let's let's go to let's go to the EPL. You know, let's let's talk a little little footy. Something that we love. Something that we love. Goodness. You know, something that's striking and something that you heard here first on Project Sports. Uh, some of the teams that are sitting at the top of the table right now, some of them uh, that we predicted here that would be do well this season based on what we knew going into the year, and it was really chaos a year starting with the season ending, and then like felt like what a week and a half later, boom, the season started. Yep, Tottenham. After the first nine games, sitting on top, six two and one, loving it, twenty one points, I'm loving every single bit of this. It's a, I love it. It's a sight to see. It's a sight to see. It's cr- they, you know, the the thing is, is that it just shows that Mourinho wasn't a bad manager, and that there's just so much toxicity with the Manchester United team. Judging that they are sitting comfortably at the tenth spot <laughs> of the table. Com- it's a comfortable tent. It's a comfortable tent Mid-table. spot. Mid-table. You know, they've got Mid-table three losses, you, you know. <laughs> Man, Man United just, uh, it's not the glory days anymore. They just, they, they, yeah, Sir Alex Ferguson's never coming back, and they know they, they can't handle it, you know. It's, it's, I love every bit of it. It's tragic. It's tragic. And even worse, you know, what, what is Man City doing? Jeez Louise. Yeah, they're just they're uh, they put out a search party for their defense since I don't know middle of last year. Or so they sent out a search party for Leroy Sané. They said, "Well, we made a mistake. <laughs> we made a mistake." Oh, man. Leroy Sané playing very well for Bayern Munich. Playing very well. That's an understatement. Looking He's scary. Dominating. The de- Bundesliga oh, bit. Both both Dortmund and Bayern looking scary going to this Champions League. My friend, they are looking good. Oh, I love it. They're looking good. Bund- yeah, I mean. For all you people out there, I'm a huge Bundesliga fan. I like the EPL a lot, but the Bundesliga is just top notch. Yeah, second second class league, top notch. Yeah, yeah, second second class league, top notch. No one cares. The two top players in the Bundesliga, two top teams in the Bundesliga, are the only things that matter. That's why the EPL is way better. We're just we'll argue over that. We argue it all all the time. It's just a supplemental league to feed other other leagues. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Bayern Munich and BVB, correct? 
No, but I mean, if we go, honest, if, if yeah, we go over right. the top four, the top four in the league, you got Tottenham, Liverpool, Chelsea, Leicester. I mean, this is what we said before the season started. And we were kind of surprised yeah. that Everton was in that conversation of like the top that were coming up early. They're sitting at six. I guess the other one is Southampton, which is super surprising. But we the, have to talk about last year. Come on. The top, yeah. Southampton was at the bottom of the table. Bottom they the almost table. got relegated. But what's the biggest difference? Uh, actually, our, our good friend, our good British friend, proper British, Nick. Proper. Oh, proper. Wow. And he sat, he sat and told me, he said, Southampton has a good coach. They're not going to get out of the league. I said, what? He said, yeah. He's like, don't worry about Southampton. And I was like, man, I just don't like their jerseys. You know, I don't know much about him besides Danny Ings. <laughs> Everyone knows who Danny Ings is. But he's like, trust me, I know the coach. He's not going to get booted. Not only that, they're going to be a good team. Also told me Everton was going to be a good team, which does obviously I can't stand Everton. Big rivals with Liverpool, but whatever. Both those teams are sitting at five and six. And then lo and behold, who's the other team that's, was at the bottom of the table last year and is in the seventh spot right now. Aston Villa. Oh my gosh. It's well. incredible to see this nonsense here. And we talked about this, you know, just with each other that Southampton, you know, retained Danny Ings and Aston Villa retained Jack Graylish, which was just so important for star power on multiple teams, which we've been waiting for to be more of a balance. And it seems like, yeah, there's more of a balance and the games are. You know, the table's a little bit closer, finally. The past few years, has kind of been dominant either by Liverpool or Chelsea or uh, uh, Man City. But we, we were kind of seeing this uh, this pattern of, you know, great players staying in spot and, and developing more of a strong league than normal. <sighs> but Which are... personally, for me, it's, it's way better. It is. It's more I, competition. I you, it's way better. It's way yeah. better. You know, Man City came back down to earth, that's for sure. I mean, there was a time. Oh. There was a time. It was. It felt like Barcelona, like you know, back in their mid two thousands. And I, I, I would tell you this. I mean, I used to watch soccer back then. They used to, you know, sometimes some teams couldn't even steal the ball from Barcelona. They'd hold possession for like ninety five percent of the game. It was insane. It felt like that with Man City. They, they wouldn't hold it for that long possession. It would still be pretty up there for around eighty percent. But for the most part, they would just score like five or six goals on you. Like at least every other game, they're scoring five goals. Man City was so impressive the last three or four years. Now it's balanced out. And what the biggest difference it's is, sad. is like you were talking about before, it's just full circle, we'll, we'll circle back to Jose Mourinho and Tottenham. He's changed the culture there for sure. And he's got players that are willing to buy in and ready to go. I mean, that's that's the biggest difference, right? But I but if you look at the Tottenham squad, like they really, the only person they've like really brought in in the last years has been like Gareth Bale because they, I know they had like this, um, what was it? penalty on them of to bring people in or something i don't know i couldn't remember like a transfer mm, mm. issue a, i'm not, I'm not yeah. exactly sure what it was but doesn't matter to see that this team has stayed together i mean they have such good players that they could really have just left and gone to other places and this would have been uh, sometimes i think it'd have been like a no-brainer it's like okay just leave the team but all of them stuck together and they're this is like a perfect example of chemistry matched with man- managerial skills yeah. and it's it's showing and i'm so glad gareth bell came back on a loan from Real Madrid to Tottenham because he like of course everyone knows he went from Tottenham to Real Madrid and it's I don't know it's I just like seeing him play in the EPL much better than I do for a Spanish league team and I think he can be used way better for Tottenham than Real Madrid because Real Madrid is in shambles and yeah, yeah. I'm just very impressed with Tottenham I have to say it I'm I'm so impressed yeah well I mean Sun is great the Sun is great Kane is great Bale is great that's we talked about them being maybe the best front three in, in the EPL. Obviously, if they win the league this year, you can kind of dub them that. I mean, obviously, Liverpool kind of still holds that for the time being. So what's going on with Chelsea? Are we going to see them maybe take leap 
and run for this as the season goes on, or are they going to sit around that three four area with Leicester all year? I mean, uh, it's you think they're so ready? Hard to or, say. Are they? Is they? Are they one more year away from dominating? I I don't know. I think you. I think the players are a little bit too young for the, the Premier League to say that they'll win the Premier League. You have to keep in mind, like they. If you like look at some of the people that they brought in, these are players who like if you if they're coming from the Bundesliga, for example, they had a whole um, they had the December off usually in the Bundesliga. So it's like just the intensity, how many games are played and what's going on inside the Premier League season and just in England in general. It's way I think it's way the intensity is just so high that they're not way more intense. Way have that. Yeah. More cup games. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think I think this is will will be a negative factor for them this season but i think next season you can definitely count on them doing something really great but i think this season i think it'll be really difficult because they're just not used to it. like kai Havertz, um timo vanna it, it's they're great players but even like zx i don't, I don't I'm sure i am pronouncing his name wrong but the guy that came from ajax it, yeah they just played in leagues with less intensity so what do you expect them to play every three days and to be on their game no chance it won't happen no that's a lot i mean that's liverpool yeah. so three is already impressive jurgen klopp i mean he was expressing this discomfort with how many games they have to play within a week or being prepared yeah. and they, they lost in the champions league uh this past week to atlanta was it two nothing towards the end of the game they, oh. uh, they gave up two goals and that's an that's a i mean they're a good squad they were in the what is it they went to Lisbon, I think, they're, in the Champions League they're good tournament. Squ- they're a good squad. I mean, it just, I mean, the only thing it's is. It's an Italian team. It's an Italian team. And, like, you know, he said he just didn't want to put out his top personnel because he's got to save his legs for, you know, games. He's got a BPL game, huge game coming up here. So it's like, it's close, you know. Him and the, Tottenham and, would, and, and Liverpool are, you know, tied right now. It's in a game he could afford to maybe put not the best of his out there just to skate by and see what he can get from it. And just just for for the viewers' awareness, um, Atlanta or Atlanta, sorry, is number seven in the Serie A table. Okay, so that's the team that they lost to. Yeah, he just and I mean curb stomped that. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I mean they're not a bad team, but I mean when you're playing against kids, then just like Jurgen Klopp said, like what do you? Of course they're going to lose. Of course. And what what do you want to drop points in the Champions League or the EPL? I think the EPL would be way worse to drop points in. Way worse. Especially how close it is. Like, you, you yeah, can recover. No like, right now, they, they lost uh, the game, and they still at nine points. Atlanta's at seven, and Ajax is at seven. got to win your next game if you're Liverpool because you could potentially get knocked out now. But it's doable. You put your best out there. You save your some time. You can win the game. But for the EPL, you lose a game now, like, where you're tied with Tottenham. I mean, that could come back to bite you at the end of the year. Come back to bite you. Yeah. Or is it, it's kind of like you have more, more of an option in the Champions League. So I do want to transition to one more thing. Uh, we do have the, the final standings. It's going to switch gears completely here uh, to the 2021 Euro. Um, we're going to talk about the groups, and we're just going to shout out the names of who we think we're going to win the groups, and we're just going to have a little bit of fun with it. So Group A in the 2021 Euro that's coming up this summer. So obviously got postponed because of COVID, and they weren't going to have it. Hopefully, you know, it's okay this summer. We can actually play it because they got a bunch of stuff in place now. So it should be completely fine because we're playing all the other events. But in Group A, we got Italy, Switzerland, Turkey, and Wales. This is a very interesting group um, because Turkey is a pretty good team, usually internationally. Wales has got a few young talents. Switzerland normally plays pretty well, and Italy obviously is Italy. So they've had up and down years. I've seen Italy resurge 
in the what do you call it, the Nations League. They've played much better as of late. They're not like the last couple four or five years where they've kind of been lackluster. I see Italy winning. I don't know who that second team is. I'm going to be honest with you. It's a toss-up for me. I think any one of those three teams can actually make it into the knockout stage. you have any thoughts on that group? I mean, it's just... I I think Turkey, they're just very, a powerful team. Yeah, they're very I'm good. Honest. Yeah. You can't sleep on any one of those teams because they all got, like, you know, Whale has Bales, has Bale and Harry Wilson and a couple more young talent on that team. Turkey's a very strong team, and Switzerland always... Yeah. Switzerland's like weird. Like you're not going to know some of their their talent or who their players are, but they always perform well in tournaments. They're always there every single time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but I, I if I have to look at this, I'm saying Turkey, 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 hundred percent right. Turkey. So Italy coming out on top, of Turkey on bottom, or even Turkey on top, actually. All right, so yeah. yeah, that's good there. We got the group B: Belgium, Denmark, Finland, Russia. That's a very good group too. I like this one. Now, come on, don't, don't be silly. Don't <laughs> well, be silly. Of course, we know who's going to win the win the group. Hopefully, is Belgium. Yeah, Finland. That's <laughs> a joke. Belgium. <laughs> Belgium's definitely going to win the group here. But uh, who who hits that third spot? Russia's. I don't know, know. They're sneaky good, man. Uh, they're sneaky good. They sit on it. You know, they they played oh well gosh, in the World Cup. Was, oh come on, they barely beat Spain. They, they took it to PKs on purpose. Doesn't, don't, doesn't don't matter. On. They still pulled it out. They, okay. they play. They play tournaments very well. Denmark is a great squad, though. They are. Denmark's really good. So I would chalk it up to Denmark first over all of them. Finland's kind of eh to me. So, yeah, we'll, we'll go Denmark on that one. Group C, we got Austria. Ustreich. The Netherlands. <laughs> North Macedonia and Ukraine. I mean, this one's pretty easy. I mean, for me, it's Austria yeah. and the Netherlands. It's, I would say. I mean, I have to say, but the Ukraine is you actually a really Ukraine? good team. But... I know you're going to say that. But, but I Austria, I have to say it. I mean, come on, I live here, so I'm David saying Alaba, like, you know? Oh, God, I love Austria. What should I say? <laughs> Austria, 100%, second in the table. Yep. <laughs> the Dutch, by far, are taking that one. The Netherlands will take that group for sure. Absolutely. All right, we got Group D over here. Croatia, Czech Republic, England, and Scotland. You know, I watched Croatia play recently, and I just think, like, uh, what's his face who plays for Real Madrid? I can't Luka remember Luka Modric. Yeah, he's old. Yeah. He is old. Now they're probably going to take and a step I, back. Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. And I don't see Croatia doing well in this. But England has some young guns that are scary. Yeah, they do. And they got some of that old Anybody wise talent. Anybody saw Sancho's uh, free kick. Good night. There's some young talent, dude. You can go down a list. Who do we play? Who do we play? It, there's a lot of people on that team that are good. Yeah. And the Czech Republic, I think, will be the other team that makes it through on this one. And I think Scotland what? has no chance. Really? Yeah. The Czechs always right. seem to bring bring uh, good to the group stage. I think this is a good spot for them. And like you said, Luka Modric getting older. He could, you know, he could have one more fight in him carrying his team, but I just I don't see it. I don't see it. I'm picking England and Czech here. All right. All right. We're gonna move on to group E. We got Poland, Slovakia, Spain, and Sweden. Oh, this is so you know, I'm honest. This is another like a really difficult one because yeah. Okay, we know Spain's going to win the group. It's irrelevant. But Poland and Sweden, they're very... Wait, can we pause real quick? Spain is ridiculous. I recently watched Spain play. No, please. They... Let, it, let, let that wait for the next group. Please let that wait for the next group. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it, they are ridiculous. Spain is so good. But go ahead. Pick who, who do you think is going to be the second team to get in there? <sighs> Sweden, probably, to be honest. Big Sweden? Lewandowski can only uh, go so far. I don't know. Sorry. He's I don't old. know, but Sweden took a step back last time they played in tournament play, especially when we seen them play in the Nations League. I didn't, I didn't, wasn't too impressed. 
Really? Okay, then yeah. maybe it's Poland. I'm not sure. Maybe it's but, Poland. Yeah, this is just a, we were just counting honest, Slovakia like, out, just like nothing, but yeah, whatever. I mean, I wouldn't even think about Slovakia winning anything. <laughs> uh, Sorry, yeah. Slovakia. Sorry, we love Slovakia. you, but... Yeah, we love you. Just can't handle it, but yeah. I, I mean, yeah I'm going to take so, Poland on this one. I'm going with Poland. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick my Poland here and with Spain what? coming out of that group. I am. Oh my gosh! No, this 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 group is just <laughs> ridiculous. Ugh. This is the group F. This is the worst. This is, this is the worst. I scrolled down to the bottom of this page. We're gonna start. To see I'm gonna start with this. Poor Hungary. I'm just. That's what a terrible <laughs> place to be. Poor Hungary. They were never gonna win in any group. It doesn't what matter. About? At least give them a chance to get like maybe a point, and they're not gonna tie anybody. Every game. You know what their their job is? Is to perform some sort of upset. Whether it make makes someone draw or they get a one nothing win. That's their that's their that's their goal here. So for those that don't know, group F is France, Germany, Hungary, and Portugal. Good luck. Good but it's also a great conversation for the group because who are the two teams that are gonna get out? You know? Oh come on, it's silly. You already know who's gonna get out. Oh, oh yeah, just chalk it up. Portugal and France. After the way Portugal Germany played, I know. After the way, know. the way Germany played, they can go ahead and sit at home. It's, yeah, it's got to be Portugal and France. I mean, if it, right now today it started, and you know things didn't change. France and Portugal for me. There's no way that that can't happen. But so. if I don't know, you know, I have a lot of hopes that Germany can get their life together. Deutschland bitte would be great. Um, that just means please in German. Um, because yeah, I would. I'd really like to see them do great things. But. Yeah. Um, doesn't look like it. Yeah. All right. Who, who are you going to pick to win the Euro? Who, who do you got? Who's your favorite? Who's the favorite going in? Let's say who's going to win. Who's your favorite going in? Long pause. Austria. No, Long it's pause. a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. Oh, terrible. Absolutely not. I mean, it's it's a difficult statement because, you know, it just, it's also like when we talk about this, it's about matchups and how these people play against each other because, you know, I... I always liked Belgium, but I think that they're also getting a little bit older. I think if I had to choose a favorite for this tournament, it's England. Oh, don't do this to me. It has to be England. No, it has to be England because, you know, France plays well, but I just think, like, I, I don't know. I can't see them doing as well as they did in the World Cup. I still think they're a great team, it, I, but I would have to put it between England and Spain. Uh, I'm honest. Yeah, that's me. I'm, I'm going to go Spain. I'm not going to, you know, pick my cousin who's the captain of Team England. Just not going to do it, so I'm going to pick Spain uh-huh. here. <laughs> I'm just going to pick them, and uh, that's that's about it. We're, I I can't see anyone. I saw them play the other day, and I was like, wow. Oh, you know, what's it really good too? Is Portugal? I, you know, the, that's I would say that's my my next uh, pick. It's Portugal for sure. They got a lot of great talent from Diego yeah, Jota, Cristiano Ronaldo. That's true. So it's just a Euro, and they won the last yeah. Euro. So you know, they could be they could prevail here. They have a very very good team. <sighs> but I would love to see Team England really, you know, these three Lions go strong. And yeah, that's my team. I, I really would like it, to see that for sure. But I usually pick the wrong team, so don't don't listen to me. Yeah, he, he's doing this to me on purpose. That's why I don't want him picking England at all. Jeez. But it could be the first I'm, time know, you're right. I, it could be the first I, time you're right, be, you know? I think they, they have a hidden talent. That could, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, but, this is going to wrap up the episode because we're going like almost 40, 42 minutes deep here. Oh, but, my uh, goodness. Yeah. But anyway... Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Thank you, Brandon, for coming on, talking a little sports with me. It's no problem. I know we're going to be doing some podcasting on his his page there. What's it, what's the name of your podcast? The Life's Like. I've been in uh, hibernation due to a little bit of school, so don't hate s- me. I'm trying to come out with some episodes here shortly. Hey, you got to get that degree, you know what I mean? Yeah, just just call me hungry. Yeah, just call you <laughs> 
You're going to die before you get your degree. Is that what you're saying? Because <laughs> has no chance. Zero points. But anyway, guys, thanks for listening to Project Sports. Again, my name's Tim Dole. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, all those good things. On uh, Instagram, it's just Project Sports Pod. Facebook, it's just Project Sports. But you can look me up. I also had a uh, couple of Saturday specials you can go ahead and listen to if you guys like that idea. Keep them coming, comments, all that kind of stuff. Rustic Creations by Catherine. It's a good episode. Get it. Get a listen for it and see if you like the product that she's selling. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening to the show. We out. <laughs> <laughs>